to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Zira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Nice! Last week, the party traveled to the Northern Island in search of the Water Key. They avoided a fight between some leftover devils and some boar hags, and headed for the island's lake, which was frozen over the last time they saw it. Now, though, the lake is thawed, and some of our adventurers decided to take a little swim to get across. Unfortunately, with the thawed lake came thawed danger, and Octopus Kit has been attacked by a water weird. How long is it going to take for this creature to figure out that it can't drown an octopus? Can we end this episode on another hilarious swear from our resident druid? And what is in store for the party once they arrive at the Arcanium? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. Hi, how we doing? Good. What's the opposite of warming up, Alex? Oh, I haven't spoken much today. Oh, okay. So you have the lower tones. Yeah, that I am battling sickness still. So there's also like the element of just generally um, basso rather than tenore these days, which is kind of nice. It's a it's a switch. I always used to think when I was still a singer that. Whenever I would get sick, like the last day of being sick, I would record myself singing any of the songs that were just a tiny bit too low for me, just so I'd have it, and then I could put just, it on a website yeah, so and be like, yeah, proof. I can totally sing that song. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Bring me in. Yeah, bring, you know, celebrate the sultry tones when you can, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I blacked out. What are we talking about? <laughs> Barnes and Noble. Oh, oh, right. Barnes and Noble. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> that was an excellent segue, by the way, Card. Excellent segue. Tell, Bizdier has a story for okay. us. I don't even know. I don't remember at this point why this popped into my head, but my very f- favorite purchase at Barnes and Noble happened back in around 2009. How do you know that? Because here's why. I was going on a road trip. I was driving my brother's car to Texas, and we took a friend of ours, uh, like an old, like, I've known him since I was a baby kind of thing. And he kept saying, Road Trip 09, woohoo! Like, he just finished okay. hiking the Appalachian Trail, so he was like, people! Yay! But <laughs> Appalachian Trail, Appalachian. first of all. Well, I'm not from that area, so wow. I say Because if you say Appalachia, I'ma throw an apple at Thank you. you. Okay. Well, again, not from that area. I don't know. I, I know, but I just told you how to remember. Story! <laughs> because anyway, it's, it's going to show needed... up multiple more times in her lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a road atlas because that's how I knew how to plan a road trip. I had just gotten an iPhone and hadn't quite figured out Google Maps and all that shit. So I got a road atlas. I want to then- point out that you, at the, when you were trying to tell us a story before we started, that you said you went to Barnes & Noble to purchase a road atlas because you love road atlases. That was the beginning of the story. <laughs> they made me kind of happy to kind of look at things. Anyway, so I got a road atlas and then I went towards the um, clearance section because you never know what you're going to find, right? Sure. And so I found a <laughs> A couple interesting books. At Barnes & Noble. Noble. So I I picked up two books, and it wasn't until I got to the checkout that I I had to hold myself in, because I was like, oh my god, I'm buying a road atlas, a a book about serial killers, (laughs) and a book about crime scene cleanup. (laughs) It's like, I really hope I have enough cash on me, because I am not putting a credit card on this purchase. (laughs) Oh, but then the cameras. The cameras. Separate. Visit. (laughs) Preferably separate stores. It was completely innocent and completely (laughs) 
accidental. So if anyone is a true crime listener and someone went missing around the Appalachian. Yes, thank you. Yeah, uh, because you remember, because like, I'm going to throw an Appalachia. Um, <laughs> oh during that There's, time. Do you, are, was this whole sidebar just so that you could say Appalachia again? No. I was just saying, if someone <laughs> listens to True Crime Podcast and there's like a missing person around 09, she just gave the whole thing away. She's looking to be caught now. This is hilarious now until we find out there is, in fact, a real-life disappearance from around that time in that area. Girl, and nodding her head. Lydia She's like, I've listened to every list. podcast in this yeah. definitely. <laughs> there is this, right? I've also uh, had witnesses with me 24-7, so screw you. Accomplices. Do you say that- witnesses. I say accomplices. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Not to mention that it. poor cashier who looked, like probably oh noticed the books. I like, mean, I would like, think what so. What do I do? In this situation? Like logged in with a different like cashier's re- login number so that her name wouldn't be on the receipts. Oh, you God. couldn't find them later. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Right. Tracking. Wow. We have created an entire. This is fascinating. I do want to know how our version of this story ends, but I'm not here or now. I think that Karen would make an excellent true crime parody podcast. I think we should do it. I think there should be one episode. She's loving this. Um, yeah. <laughs> where she makes up all the facts, and it's just a one episode of serial, and she just makes the whole <laughs> She's thing like, up. That it's sounds great. like a lot of work. It does sound She's like a lot of work. Squirt. It's fine. It You're does- fine. It does sound amazing, You've though. You've got and time now. Speaking <laughs> no, of murder podcasts, have any of you watched Only Murders in the Building? Yes. Oh, no, but I saw them filming the other day. Oh, Do you want to know so when I watched an episode of that? Right before I got my C-section with my sons. Oh, well. I was watching an episode of it because they wouldn't let my husband up, and I had two hours of pre-op before mm. the C-section. So I was like, this will keep me calm. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> murder podcast. Show thing. The uh, doctor was like, "Do you have any questions?" I was like, "Oh, I'm just a little bit nervous." She goes, "Why are you nervous?" Because uh, I'm about to get cut open. You're the one that's going to be doing that. So I guess if you're not nervous, I'm not nervous. But I was nervous. <laughs> it's like not only are you about to get cut open, but you're also about to get handed two small infants two that small need a lot of work. <laughs> was that an earnest? Was that a joke? Why are you nervous? Why yeah. are you nervous? <laughs> Now I'm nervous because you, doctor, don't seem to actually understand what it is that you're doing here today. This is not helping this bit here. I get heart palpitations going to the dentist. I can't even imagine what you would be feeling knowing you're about to get a C-section that's going to change your life forever. God. Like... Speaking of changing your life forever, Kit just got attacked by a water weird. That's <laughs> life changing. Water weird. What? Yeah. That's the name of the creature. Probably I not. I know. W e i r d. Oh no, it's spelled W e i r d. Oh my god. Oh yeah. There's the <laughs> biggest slide a... that I've ever seen. In my <laughs> 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 okay, we have to start playing. We have to start playing. So this sorry. is bananas. <laughs> <laughs> So, as we last left you all, uh, Bizdira was, I believe, running circles on the lake around approximately where uh, Octopus Bria is, uh, because she I'm wanted to come out and help. I'm an octopus! <laughs> octopus Kit oh, is, because she wanted to come out and help, but if she stops moving, then her monk ability to walk on water also stops moving, and she will fall in the water. Flick is on broomstick. That's right. Uh, up in the air. <laughs> 
Bria is miraculously, I believe, somehow still being held aloft and out of the water uh, in one of Octopus Kit's tentacles. Wasn't uh, I also, and... like, shocking her? You were, no. yeah. yeah. That's why I was just going to say, Kit Kit is in the water, grappled by this this water creature, this water weird, uh, and... and... <laughs> Bria has decided that since the water weird is made of water and is touching Kit, she will. She used at the end of last episode. She used a uh, uh, shocking grasp to shock Kit in the hopes of also shocking the water weird, which in her defense worked, and not in her defense. What? <laughs> so that's where we find ourselves. It's quite the situation. We didn't actually ever roll initiative last week uh, as we started this because uh, I wasn't really sure where it was going. But now that we know, uh, I had you all roll initiative off air. So uh, we are going to begin at the top of the round with Berea. That's me. No one? Okay. Thermopolis. Uh, yeah. I am going to waggle my arms around and say, <laughs> oh, wait, she's ho- I'm going to waggle my arms around and be like, Flick, <laughs> come get me on the broom. Oh, okay. Great. That's, is that your action, Berea? That is my free action. Fine. <laughs> And then, how's Kit looking? I mean, Octopus Kit, I think, is middling? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There are some burn marks, and also (laughs) some other burn marks from the squeezing. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna then just try to shoot an arrow into the water, uh, because maybe where my hand was is, like, already, like, starting to scar over on her, and I feel really bad. Wild. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Attack roll with disadvantage. Disadvantage. Too bad. Oh, pretty good. 22. Oh, yeah, that with disadvantage? Damn, yeah, that'll yeah. hit. And I get my sneak because Kit is there, right? You do not because we literally had this exact conversation last week, although listeners, in Taryn's defense, we recorded this like last week's episode like six weeks ago. Uh, you had disadvantage on the roll, so no matter what, you uh, cannot yeah, yeah, have yeah, your yeah, sneak. Yeah. But that's still pretty good. That's a 10. Nice. That's not nothing. All right, yeah. It sinks in, and it's same as last time. It's this weird thing where you can't see the creature, but you can see where the arrow suddenly stops in the water for a moment before it like flows free and you can tell and also the fact that it squeezes Kit a little bit harder and you sort of go flying you can tell you hit it and did some good damage on it well done anything else on your turn Bria? Uh nope Alright that brings us to Flick Alright well I'm listening to my friend and I'm gonna go fly down and like park up next to her and I'm gonna give Kit a little like um, pat on the tentacle and say, "I got her. You can let go." And then do I just like pull her on to the broom? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think uh, that's fine. I don't think we need to like make this complicated. Kit can let you go. You are being voluntarily grappled. So yeah, that's all fine. Perfect. Assuming Kit wants to voluntarily let Bria go, which I shouldn't assume considering Bria just shocked her. That's true. I'm gonna out of revenge hold on to Bria. <laughs> 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 just like dunk her in the water real quick once yeah. and then give her to Flake. Yeah, yeah. That's actually um, perfect. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yes, I or maybe not dunk her in the water, but I splash her with one of the other tentacles, and then I let her even go. better, mm-hmm. even better, even better. I love it. All right, so uh, was that great? My... Okay, so yeah action bonus I would like to give inspiration if that sways you, you in any which way okay great yeah so I, I'll go ahead and give bardic inspiration to Kit because um, seems Yay. like you need it in this moment thank you and then I'm gonna fly away great and I'll say uh, we'll say you did use your action to get her that way she doesn't have to like you are taking the time to carefully reposition her from the tentacle to the broom sure so we don't need like rolls to see if she falls I'm, off I'm a little since slippery. you used your action I mean a little yeah I mean a little. All right. That is Flick, which brings us to Kit. I would like to escape, please. (laughs) That's a good title. Yep. Uh, That'll be a strength athletics or dexterity acrobatics with your octopus states. 
Mmm, it's pretty good, but I think I want to use the Bardic Inspiration. I really don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> don't want to be here. Yep, go for it. Okay, that's going to be a 23. Oh, yes, Yay. that is definitely enough to get out. Yay. Yes, for sure. Uh, yeah, so you managed uh, once again. Uh, it's you and you and the weird have been having this for for several rounds back and forth, where it grabs you and you like octopus slip out. Uh, I think last week we talked about how octopi. No, not octopi. How the plural of octopus. Octos. Octos. Oh, we have it. We have it now. Well, now I'm just thinking of somebody with eight toes. But I mean, <laughs> can like squeeze through tiny, tiny spaces. So you just like whoop slip out of the weird. That brings us to Bizdira, though. Can I see? where the arrow is stuck in the creature. So the arrow came out, but I, I but I think you can target the creature, right? You can't see it, you'll have disadvantage, but you can target it because Kit just did like get free of it. And I don't know, maybe maybe Kit's using one of her octopus tentacles to be like, it's there, it's right there. I'm pointing at it, it's there. I Definitely. love that. Can I, <laughs> I can do two radiant sun bolts because they're ranged attacks, correct? When you gain the from so yes, you can. I can, great. I'm going to do that twice. Fantastic. 16 and 26. Both of those hit. 15 points of radiant damage, please. Right. It's difficult to really judge, like, how well this is going, because it's water and nobody can really see it. But, like, you know, probably not bad. It hit something. It works. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Hitting something. Wouldn't know if it was dead. <laughs> All right. It is uh, finally, at the bottom of this round, uh, the weird's turn. And the weird is going to... I mean, here's the thing. The weird doesn't love how this is going. Uh, so the weird is actually going to reach up and try and grab Bizdira from the surface of the water. <clears throat> And, and miss, I think. A 12 doesn't hit you, does it, Bizdira? It does not, no. Okay, so you see, you watch as this really, like, shapeless form just rises up out of the water and sends forth a couple of tentacle, water tentacles, to try and grab Bizdira, but she manages to dodge out of the way. They both miss, and that is the creature's turn. You can also see that, like, uh, Kit, you in particular, like, the tentacles look fairly spindly compared to what you were feeling, uh, I don't know, say six seconds ago. So clearly something is working against this weird. And we are back to Bria to see what's up next. Well, it seems like we're going to get out of this situation. Okay. I'll send one more arrow because that worked. Um, yeah, do it. Whatever. Since it didn't move away because it didn't provoke an attack of opportunity, it is actually visible now above the water. So Bria, you do not have disadvantage. And Bizdira is there. And Kit is probably nearby, so that's good news for you. And I crit. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. tell me. You d I mean, you were welcome to roll 84d6 if you would like, <laughs> but you could alternatively just tell me how this water weird is spectacularly demolished. You use the word spectacular and it immediately brought me to a Disney park. So I'm thinking this is like world of color and <laughs> oh my God. all of a sudden, like there's just this big like wave splash of water and the sun hits it just in the right way. And then there's like this magical writing on it that says like, hey, the key is ready for you. Come pick it up. See you soon. <laughs> XOs, XOs. <laughs> why would you, why would you really... give me any creative control? I don't understand. You think... I was supposed to say, you'd think after all these years, I would know when to cut you off. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, you're going to cut that, so whatever, it's fine. I mean, probably. <laughs> all right. So, 
color sp- no, what is it called? World of Color Explosion. It's beautiful in the- Flick is playing, like, like beautiful like late music. morning sun. Yeah. It's not even an interesting time of day in terms of the light, but, like, still, it's beautiful. Kit, make me a perception check, please. Oh, no. It says a lot about me as a DM that those words just engender such fear and horror. How'd we do? How are we feeling about passive right now? I'm feeling good about passive. <laughs> All right, then. A 19. <laughs> Can I have perception checks from everybody else, please, at disadvantage before I tell Kit what she does or does not see? Bizdira. Six. <laughs> Flick. Do you want passive or no? I'll take passive at a minus five, since you all have disadvantage. Uh, my roll's better. 14. Then okay. seven. Bizdira. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bria. <laughs> I was going to be silent until you called my name. Uh, 16. Okay, so Kit, you, Kit, in this spray of beautiful light, prismed color of water and whatever the fuck, um, you see something down in the water glint in this sort of spray of light as something hits it. I really wanted to get out of this water, but oh. now I obviously have to no. go to the shiny yes. thing. Absolutely, you <laughs> we do. We have to go to the shiny thing. Gotta get it. <laughs> Everyone's faces right now. <laughs> Everyone else is so excited, and Kit's like, or I could not be in the water anymore, please. <laughs> Give me the ability to breathe. I'll do it. <laughs> how, how far does my tentacle extend? Can I touch it without swimming any deeper? Probably not, but what's the reach on your tentacle attack? 15 foot reach. And what it does the, uh, the octopus has dark vision question mark? Yes. Dark vision yes. 16. Okay, I was going to say. I was going to say weird cuz it's dark under the water. Um okay. So, okay, so no, you cannot reach it. Um and it's not quite at the edge of your vision there underwater. Um your 60 foot dark vision, but it's it's close. It's a little ways off and then like seems to be resting on the bottom of this lake. Okay, I'll keep swimming towards it. Just keep swimming. Nobody knows what's happening. I was going to say, Kit has dived. She has not surfaced. What are you all doing? Oh, yeah, and we didn't know about the, the glittery nope. moment. <laughs> not a one oh, of you. No. Oh, maybe <laughs> I think maybe it. Flick would uh, assume that since this was such a, such a spectacular display of color and light and water, maybe she's going to uh-huh. add Thank to you. it and maybe... <laughs> Like, do some tricks as an octopus. So I'm actually like rather excited. Like, have the excited. octopus come swimming and yeah. leap out of the water. Yeah. Absolutely. Ah! I, that's hilarious. Okay. Bria and Bizdira, how are we feeling? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> no answer. <laughs> so good. I don't know. I think I'm just going to ask, like, what is she doing? Like, turn around the yeah, room. Exactly. Like, that's let's fine. do the no, thing. Just... I'm not going to shoot anymore. And then... Yeah. Maybe now's the time where Flick thinks something's wrong. Okay, but it takes a moment. Yeah. Bizdira, what's your immediate reaction? Out of sheer curiosity, I rolled an insight for myself, and I crit, so I oh, think, okay. I feel like she's just like, she's fine. We'll right, you trust Kit. And so she right, exactly. Of all of you, I'm, you're yeah. the one who would run off into danger <laughs> right. and not tell anyone. Kit right. would definitely tell you if she Do saw something, something sensible, probably. exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I think she's being cautious, but she's like running, still running in circles where she can <laughs> keep her eye on Kit and make sure she doesn't like... You're gonna end up starting a whirlpool in this lake because you're just <laughs> running in circles over and over at high speeds. All right, great. So you all are confused and standing up there and waiting to see. I'll take the broom down a little bit too, just so that we can keep an eye. Can I control Flick by using his hair? Like You are ratatouille? not Ratatouille. No. <laughs> <laughs> you- <laughs> Don't even think about touching my horns. 
Kit, you dr- you dive down uh, and head a little bit over, and you sort of lose sight of the the shiny for a moment, mm-hmm. and you realize because it's because the shiny that you saw is in and among this fairly tall lake kelp forest, right? It's like obscured and sort of hidden, whatever it is, inside all of this plant life at the bottom of the lake. May I roll a nature check to see if there's something I know about this? You absolutely may. That is a 17. This little mini forest is dense enough that it's hard to see through clearly, but it's not so dense that like it's good cover for like a predator lying in wait or like some big creature. Like if there was anything really big in there, you would probably be able to see it. Other than that, like the this lake kelp is not dangerous in and of itself. It's not, was there anything else in particular you wanted to know? Is the shiny one of those, you know those fish with the things that dangle off the top oh. of their faces? <laughs> Hilarious. No, it, it, it wasn't like that. And every time you've managed to catch a glimpse of it or like move so that the light hits it right for your octopus eyes, it's stationary, whatever it is. Okay, I'm going to get within 15 feet of it and then I'm going to extend okay. one tentacle very okay. Okay. Slowly and carefully. <laughs> make a make another perception check. Stuff is lightly obscured, so it will be at disadvantage, and I'll take your passive at a minus five if necessary. It will be necessary. Okay, so you really can't see very well what is in there, except for where it is, and that it seems stationary. So you reach out and you grab it. Make a sleight of hand check for me, please, with the octopus stats. That is a 17. Yeah, okay, so you manage to grab it, and as your tentacle, like, touches it, it feels at first, where you first put your tentacle on it, it's sharp, like like quite sharp, but you pull, and kind of cold. Ow. But you pull your tentacle away and you sort of wrap around to the other side and you're able to grab a non-sharp portion of this thing. You pull it back and you have this, what what actually looks to be a shard of ice, of really sharp ice, but it's not, like it should be melted. It's down here, like the water is cold, you're fairly deep, but like not freezing. Nothing else down here is frozen, but this is frozen. Make either a nature or an arcana check for me. A 29. (laughs) Holy bananas. Which was it? Arcana. Okay, good, 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 good. So you get the sense that whatever this is, you get the sense that this is a frozen piece of another one of those creatures that just attacked you. Um, and you, there may be more, uh, spoiler alert, there's definitely more that you know with a 29, but we're going to wait until you're out of the water and can properly examine it before we share more. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's a piece of water weird that is frozen. Weird. <laughs> but like, and again, this is like short sword sized piece of sharp ice, right? So it's not the size of the weird. And you can see also as you moved your tentacle through to grab it, there are more shards back there in there. Okay. I'm just going to take one for now. Okay. I mean, but actually I do have eight arms (laughs) and three friends. Maybe I should 
Okay, you don't have to tell me all the things, but based on what I know about it with my 29, sure. do I feel like it's worth it to grab a couple more? It is. Def- there is definitely something interesting about these, and it's definitely magical. If no- if nothing else, the fact that they're remaining ice and not melting even under your like handling of them means there's something pretty magic about it. You can make the judgment call about whether that's useful, right? Like mm-hmm. at the very least, I think you can deduce that this is some non-melting ice. So if that's a thing that you think is useful, go for it. Good for beverages. <laughs> I'm actually thinking about uh, fighting the fire elementals. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'll, I have eight arms. I'm going to take four pieces, one for each of us. As you reach in there and with, with multiple tentacles, right, it sort of moves things aside. You can see a little bit better in there. And you just see that there are tons of these things, of shards of ice, of all different shapes and sizes and sharpnesses, right? They're just sort of all over the place. Enough to account for, like, probably a couple of those water-weird things all put together. So you can grab four of them, you said? Yes. Roll me a percentile, please. I'm using my underwater-themed dice. Yes. So, must find it. (laughs) Uh, that's an 80. Okay, so what you manage to grab once you get them all back, you have one other, like, sharp piece. It's a little bit smaller than the first one you grabbed. And then you have two sort of oddly shaped, there are some, like, jagged edges, but they're not quite as, like, sheer sharp as the first two. Um, so two, like, weird chunks and two sharp slices of ever-frozen ice, apparently. Cool. And now... I will dash away from here. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be chill if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. Um, I actually just noticed today that we do have a new one. We're not recording again for another couple of weeks, so it's going to be another several episodes before you all get to hear this one. But um, if you were the one who recently left us a review, hey, thanks. I'm so excited to read it with the cast. Uh, if it wasn't you, g- go do it. So so that I can excitedly say this about you next week. All right, we also want to remind everyone, of course, about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dnd last refuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to certain episodes, including this one, actually. Uh, our patrons will be receiving this episode a day early. Character sheets for the PCs and much more. And, of course, if that isn't enough, well, by supporting our Patreon, you are also supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on that program and the creators that we support on on our Patreon page, but right now it is time to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them so very much for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Ark. To our Shimmer Scale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliahu of Merc Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Harmony Bat. And as it is the end of the month, to our Shimmer Scale council members, Nat Rose, Tony A. Ellis, Lucas Hokum, Steffi Bernard, River Daniel, Stephen Mosley, Verpio, Kin, Sam Ellis, Kelsey G, Jay Sprig, Gordon Ross, Sam Rodman, Jabari Bunch, Tanya C. DePass, Adam Mando Wookie, Avari Roman, Shane, Sophia, and Lavender Kazi. Ooh, what a crew. If you want to get shoutouts on the show like these awesome folks and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. Enjoy D&D video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? 
Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum chest codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media. All right, that's what we've got for you this week. Thanks so much for listening. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, and however you can, and happy gaming, y'all. Friends up above, you see a giant octopus very quickly come motoring for the surface. Let's go meet it. Yeah. Underwater? No. No, just at the top. Okay, okay. I am going to keep swimming out of here. (laughs) I don't want to be in the lake anymore. Oh, hilarious. Kid is not just surfacing. Kid is heading for the shore. Yes. Hilarious. So we we meet at the surface like, hey, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. So y'all can meet up at the shore of the lake. Nothing else is going to get you this time. Kit, you stay in an octopus form just for funsies? No, that was very (laughs) traumatic. Uh, Who knows when I'm going to do this again? (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So Kit's back a little worse for wear and she's got stuff. I know. What are those? Ooh, I don't know. But you do, because now you can look at them more closely. So <laughs> with that 29, you sort of, you know, and, and this is this is maybe the result of like, I don't know, several minutes of like examination, maybe a few like magical like feelers. I don't really know. Um, but you figure out several things about these things. First of all, the two ones that are sharp can absolutely be used as weapons. Uh, the one of the bigger one is basically a short sword. The smaller one is basically a dagger. Snitch it. You already have one. <laughs> so I need to wield two handed. A short sword handed. is better than a dagger. <laughs> Stop fighting over the shitty weapons. That last dagger was terrible. It didn't even have a magical bonus to hit. <laughs> How dare anyway. you speak about her that way? <laughs> 
<laughs> Kit, what you realize is that there is, as you pull it out of the water and you as yourself sort of get a sense of the magic on these things, you realize that this is connected to that canyon portal uh, that now is closed. But, you know, you've seen evidence that the <laughs> that the taint of Cania is still <laughs> present uh, here on the island. And this is clearly like a very good example of that. And you do a little bit of study and you kind of puzzle out that that area that you found looks like a place where like a bunch of water weirds probably froze when the lake froze because mm-hmm. of the portal to Cania and just shattered uh, and never were never able to thaw because of the, the magic behind the cold. And you, you also probably realize that that other water weird was probably defending this creepy frozen graveyard uh, of its friends or whatever. But these are forever frozen bits of magical water creature. Uh, mechanically speaking, uh, there is a uh, magic item called a frost brand, and that is what these are. For the short sword, when you hit with an attack with it, it does a d6 of piercing damage as normal, but it also does a d6 of cold damage. Uh, and while you're holding it, you have resistance to fire damage. It keeps you kind of cool. Ooh. The dagger is the same, except the piercing damage is a d4 and the cold damage is a d4. It does also give you resistance to fire damage. With both of them, you are able to channel their magic to extinguish any and all non-magical flames within 30 feet of you as well. Cool. The jagged pieces... Could we fashion them into a necklace or bracelet or something to gain uh, resistance to fire damage? So, yeah, absolutely. They, uh, you know, you could you could probably throw them at someone and do a little bludgeoning and cold damage if you wanted. But like, um, you know, maybe that's not the best use of them. But yeah, having them on your person, you do sort of feel that uh, full body chill that might give you resistance to, to fire damage. Yeah. I have a thought. If Bezdira was up for this, could she like wrap some like fabric around her knuckles and basically make like glass knuckles? Interesting. You know, and they like dip it in the broken glass and they kickbox. You know, that's that's what we're going to do. You mean with the two jagged pieces, or even just one of them, or I think you would have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you'd actually have to find a way to break them down a little. They're kind of big for mm-hmm. that. I, they're not like gravel, right? Like yeah. they're like I'm holding listeners. I'm holding up my hands into like double fist size, mm-hmm. so they're they're a little big, right? Yeah. I can imagine that sort of being <laughs> weird. But if you can figure out a way, which like right isn't going to be as easy as like taking a hammer to it, right? It's magic. Right. But if you can figure out a way to break them down a little bit, I could see that being a possibility. Yeah. Could I use my really weird, uncanny sense of arcana and my smithing <laughs> tools as a way to do it? You could try. You okay. could try, yeah. Uh, hilarious. I guess I know what we're doing next time y'all have a rest. <laughs> I love it. So what are we doing? Well, who's gonna take what, first of all? If we if we know now... Bria's, like, hold, somehow holding all of them in her arms. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing is caring, Bria. We like, make jokes about get... her being in charge of Silson, but I think she's addicted to magic items. Like, I think she can't help herself. Yeah. Well, and now from um, hearing about your stories under this under the water you kind of are like connected to the water in some 
cool way. That's true. So I do deserve to keep all of these items. No, you get no. one. You get one. <laughs> you get one. That was just, I was just pointing out a cool fact. I just want one of the jagged pieces, please. <laughs> so you can have a jagged piece kit. That's very easy. So then I'm going to take the dagger and then I'm going to hand it to Vizdira and say, I've paid my whore or whatever he would write your Jesus. Bri is going to get herself killed by Bizdira before the beast returns. No, it's just a, hey, you can take this. We're good on the other one. And yeah, if she's if everyone's good with me taking this horse, short sword, I will take it. Flick, what ideally would you like? Well, I'm already resistant to cold. Would it increase my resistance to cold? To it fire. It doesn't give you resistance to cold. It gives you resistance to fire. Oh, resi- oh, well, I already have resistance to fire as well. Oh, right. You do. It will not improve that. No. Okay. Well, then I actually, whatever you all don't want, I will take. And actually, if Flick doesn't need the last jagged piece, if we can figure out how to break it up, we could give it to fighters for the last battle totally. so that we give some extra protection to I folks. I was thinking if we run into any of the folks in these mountains, we could tell them like, hey, maybe go down, send some strong people, go diving and go get some of this stuff. Yeah. There you go. Brooke and crew. All right. So you, uh, anything else here at this uh, on the other side of the lake before we press on? No, we got to go find the other key. All right. So where to next? You're on the other side of the lake. I believe now it is just the mountains to cross uh, and then the Arcanium at the center. I'm pretty sure that during the um, spectacle, it said that the key was ready for us. So I think we should just go pick it up. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't, but you could still go. It might be. Are we too far away still to ping? Yes. Okay. Do we? Yeah, you gotta at least cross the mountains first. Do we try our flying plan again? <laughs> it went so well last time. The vulture. It was a well. You've already done a, a wild shape today, Kit. I can do. I can do two. Then should we do our vulture tie rope tied to the broom shindig <laughs> like we did last time? Or no, you could also. Oh, but we had the same conversation about the bat last time too, right, Bria? You cannot be a bat. Yeah, it's, it's like darkness and shadow. Right. Yeah. I mean, we could. Wait till night. That's true. But nah, let's go. If I'm going to stay on the broom, I'm going to tie myself to Flick because these mountains, I did fall off of this broom. You you did, and it was funny. So I'm going to tie myself to him because if I'm going down, so is he. Hilarious. That's a choice. Okay. Easy (laughs) enough. Uh, Kip, how are you getting across? I mean, I guess I'll... I think I will wild shape. Um, Okay. I want to be an owl, though, not a vulture. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Giant or regular sized? Are you carrying Bizdira or... Mm, I don't know, Bizdira. Do you want to be carried? I mean, I can only run for a couple more. Minutes. So I can run for ten minutes, and so I probably I will carry use her. a minute in our running combat. in circles. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I giant owl to carry Bizdira. I love it. Uh, they were on when you went to the Wait. other side of the lake because you got to the other side early and then did cartwheels while everyone else with their slower speed caught right. up with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so all right. Nine minutes to run. So a beautiful, majestic eagle. Uh, what kind of, uh, sorry, a beautiful majestic owl. What kind of owl? It was snowy uh, last time, but are we yes. keeping it the same? It. I think we're going to keep it the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, I love it. So a giant, beautiful snowy owl uh, appears and picks up Bizdira, and <laughs> Bria threatens Flick by tying herself to him on the broom. I want to pet the owl. Okay. Okay, Thanks. we'll fly near the owl. It's okay. 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 <laughs> you all can it's take off really and cross fluffy. the mountains. I Very love it. Uh, going straight for the Arcanium? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So you rise up and you can see uh, there are definitely, the, and this was this has been true the whole time, but the closer you get to the center of this island, the more there are signs of like, things are taking a little longer to thaw, a little longer to come back, a little longer to whatever. But there is progress that you notice. The Arcanium is, as you remember it, pretty much just a tumble of like broken, it's still standing technically, but like, you know, parts parts of walls have collapsed. There's obviously like cracking up through the remaining walls because it did it did tumble from quite a height back to the ground as you all, when you all last left. Uh, and that is what you see. Where are we putting down? Where? What's the plan? Should we scout for any remaining devils or things that might try and throw stuff that at was us? Kind of mm-hmm. my thought too is that maybe we put down um, still a little bit away, not like a day's worth away, but like enough that like if we can find some cover to kind of just get an idea of what's going on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you all give me uh, perception checks from the sky to start as you're searching for a place to come down? Flick. Will you take passive? Yeah, I think I will for this. A 17. Kit? 19. Bria? 20. Bizdira? So, <laughs> I imagine Bizdira is kind of riding on the back of the owl. Did you with her, Bizdira? Yes, I did. With her face, <laughs> like, buried the in the feathers. <laughs> so she can't see anything but feathers. Hilarious. Okay, I love it. So everyone else, you can see that there are, there are kind of little devils a little bit all over the place, which sounds scarier than it is. There's not a ton of them, and they seem to just sort of have scattered to the winds. Some of them are, like, fighting each other. Like, you see a couple little skirmishes between, like, I don't know, barbed devils at some point, and, like, some of them have, like, created little uh, shelters for themselves in the woods and, like, whatever. So they're, they're sort of dotted all over from as far as you can see from the air, but there isn't like a big concentration of them. They look pretty disorganized. Uh, They, it's, yeah. I would like to argue for just like, let's just land right in front of it. Yeah, that's, I I was gonna say the same thing and also maybe I can try and intimidate them because I look like my siblings. Hey, you can be their boss. I can be their boss, yeah. I can try and recruit them. Yeah, I, I love could, that. At least try, you know. Yeah. I, I, I'm not scared of these things. Okay. <laughs> is that is that what we're doing? Putting down in front of... I have no idea. <laughs> Putting down just right right by the front door and saying, yeah. hello, bring I the ding th- dong. Can good. I come yeah. in? We're not going to ring the ding dong. We own this we're joint. We're going to burst in and say, guess who's home? I want there to be like a little man like at the at the gates of Oz that's like, well, bust my buttons. Uh, okay. Well, that's not going to happen, but it's Why a not? lovely thought. So you all are uh, landing. Uh, there aren't really any, you also notice, well, not Bizdira, but the rest of you also sort of notice that there really aren't any devils within like a good hundred feet of the Arcanium, at least that you can see. Even better. Okay. okay. That uh, Flick, based on his face, disagrees with you, Bizdira. I think that makes me a little nervous. Just because, can we notice that it's like in that they're all kind of like equidistantly away? No, from... there's not like a magical okay. barrier or anything. Well, not magical. Yeah, there's but no. Was, you, you can never be too sure around these parts. You never know what's happening. <laughs> sure, it does not appear that there is a like clear, clean line where dre- where devils stop. Right? Uh, it just looks like approximately like I don't know, maybe a fifty foot radius around the Arcanium. Right? Is free of devils. I don't know. You just give a pretty exact number there. That's what I was saying. I said approximately. (laughs) I don't know. Like, maybe it's like, I don't know, a 50-foot radius. I'm just, like, coming up with a random number. I just am afraid now that if we land right near close to the Arcanium, it's going to, like, fall into the ground or something. But, you know, (laughs) I have my hands on your 
little text no, in here, and I direct can't you down to another PC. <laughs> <laughs> she can if he's willing. That's well, true. I don't think he is. I, think, I don't actually, think I, I think am. I, I think I want to like tickle his sides. Don't um, tickle my side. To, like, you want to fall off this broom? Because now I'm well, tying you. With me. He's, he's got sharp objects. He can cut them ropes real quick. It's true. I want to go to the front door. <laughs> okay. Okay. We I'll got take, one vote for front door. I'll go to the front door, and I'm. We got another vote for front door. Directing the room. <laughs> okay. Well, we got Bizira who thinks you're still on TLR. So. <laughs> Uh, sure, we'll go to the front door. Get <laughs> gods above. Okay, what? Uh, <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's I imagine Bria's just yelling. Front door. <laughs> you all alight uh, out front of the Arcanium. Let's go find Robert. Well, how do we get in? Because uh, we don't have all the keys, do we? <laughs> but isn't it like broken? <gasps> I mean, yes, the door is definitely very cracked. Oh. The door is also definitely very not open. <laughs> How did we escape? <laughs> Through the Through tunnels, the tunnel remember? That is now Because you got chased out the tunnels by that burrowing dragon and then mm. burst out of the side of the floating earth moat We'd... and flew around. Wait. And somebody got eaten. It was probably Flick. It probably. It was Bria. It was oh, Bria. it was Bria this time. That's right. <laughs> you were trying to get rid of me for maternity leave and they wouldn't let it happen. Oh, um... that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Wait, okay, so then I need a clearer picture because it was up in the air. Yep. And it just fell exactly right back down into its place? I mean, it did, but there was still impact, right? So there's lots of, like, stress fractures all over the stone of the Arcanium, right? From where it, like, from just from the impact, right? It's not that it, like, turned sideways and fell on its side and shattered everywhere. It's just, like, you know, okay, this is going to be a little bit gross, personal injury here. But, like, imagine you jumped off a building, right? What's gonna happen if you try and land on your feet? Oh my goodness. Lots of broken stuff. Yeah. Do we jackhammer Bizdira this again? Well, I was gonna say, has anybody, nobody, it's, we were on the beach of the Eastern Island this morning, correct? Like, it's only been one yes. day. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. nobody's had time to attune to the Earth Key, unfortunately. I was gonna say, we could, correct. like, burrow. Ooh, I, who knows yeah. what powers that has, but... Mm-hmm. You know, two options. Option number one: I tried to stone shape the door open. Oh yeah. Mm. Option number two: We take a short rest, and then I can become an earth elemental and explore. I also <laughs> have the dimension door as well, mm. so that two of us could go try and ping. We could ping a key and try and go find, go to that point and try and find it. Has anyone pinged yet today? Because I feel like pinging maybe before we enter is a good idea too. I, if someone has, I, I believe someone did when you all arrived to confirm that the thing was still in the middle of the island, but I don't remember. Um, but the truth is there's at least one of you left, right? So I think it's fine. I think if somebody, someone who shall remain unnamed can ping and find out uh, that the key is, in fact, uh, appears to be in the Arcanium down. Probably, from what you can tell, probably either in or possibly below the node chamber. I vote stone shape, and then, worst case, we rest in node chamber with Robert to get the Earth Elemental. Mm-hmm. May I perception checks from everyone, please? Yeah, I'm not knowing, I'm not, I'm wondering if stone shape might not work. Oh, no. Kit. 22. Excellent. Bizdira. Bizdira is still thinking about how we're getting in there. So she's like, well, if we do this. <laughs> and, yeah, she's doing good today. Uh, yeah. Flick. 24. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, Bria. 16. Okay, Bria, you 
and Bizdira are have no idea. Uh, Kit and Flick, you hear something uh, approaching from like around the side of the Arcanium, and you both turn as Bizdira is saying, "What was the last thing you said?" Uh, we can, oh, we can go and hang out with with Robert in the Robert. Node Chamber. Uh, mm-hmm. As Bizdira is saying that, you two hear something coming. Uh, towards you from around the corner of the Arcanium. Uh, and stepping out from behind the Arcanium is Robert. I wouldn't recommend it. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Oh, Robert 2.0. I have so many questions. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out what Robert is so concerned about. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter or Instagram at, at @dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And if you've got more to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hub for my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Vizdira, Kit, Brienne, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. Oh, I... This is weird. (laughs) Not totally... Um, relevant, but my D&D Beyond just told me what Flick's hit dice was. Oh yeah, it does that. Yeah, I've never seen that before. It's like a game log on the side that just popped up and it was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Yeah. if you roll in the, yeah, 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 new thing. Oh, that's because you rolled in the, that's why. Yeah. That's why. See, I did mine outside of that. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) That's okay. That little That's okay, it's gonna get cut. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 